an hour later, I'm over at Caesars and I, I slap down my 16 grand on the table and say, black. Welcome back, everyone, to our second installment of Pivot Points Podcast. I am your co-host, Bennett Chamberlain, and I'm here with Matt Dugan. Say hello, Matt. Matt is over here, and Bennett, I just, I, I must say, you sound amazing over there, man. Oh, I thank you. Uh, you know, I just got my microphone in. I realized if I was going to do a podcast, I should probably own a microphone. But I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked. We really are full force here. I just got to say, next week we got a special guest for you. But um, but right now, I guess, Bennett, you uh, you, uh, you had a little vacation the past weekend. You went to Vegas. How was that? You win any money? <laughs> I uh, I know better than to gamble. But uh, on the last day, I did, you know, somebody actually, a good friend gave me $200. And, you know, I quickly ran up, you know, that $200 into 1200 Gave back the two hundred dollars to him, and and walked out of Vegas with a with a cool thousand. So, you know, not much. You know, a little uh, a little couple games here and there to have some fun. But no, I I don't really gamble like that. You know, I certainly know way too much about what the casinos do to make money to fall into any of those traps. So, yep. you know, overall, great time. You know. You do kind of have to ball out in Vegas for anybody to, to pay attention to you, but that's, that's kind of how it is everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, great concerts, uh, great food, and, and you know, I can't wait to go go again. Go with you, Dugan. Yeah, definitely. That, that'd be, that'd be uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I went for the first time last year with my dad because I, I turned 21, so that, that was definitely a good time. Didn't win too much money. Because, like you say, gotta be careful. Because you know we all know the game out there. But yeah, no. So, so uh, you know, I I know way too much about what these casinos do to make money to fall into those traps. And and just to shed a little light on it, I'm there in Vegas with my buddy who uh, you know is great at counting cards. And sadly, his emotions got the best of him. He very very quickly. You know, is watching the table, runs up about six grand, you know, on $25, 50 bets uh, playing blackjack. And, you know, I, I say, hey, my friend John, I, I tell him, John, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I suggest you walk away right now because they make him sign a little form uh, that like, oh, he's walk he's got, he's going up money. And he's like signing forms that, you know, he's about to walk away with, you know, six, six or so grand or whatever. And, you know, when I come back from the bathroom, he's back at even. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. And then about 20 minutes later, I'm like, all right, John, we're about to go to the concert. We ha we're seeing, um, I believe we were seeing Steve Aoki that night. And John is like, just, he's throwing down bigger and bigger wagers. And, uh, by the end of that night, it's like, it's time to go to the concert, John. He's down 16 grand, and you just hate to see that. It's they, they just want you to keep on going and never take your money and walk with it. And another little story of mine, you know, I was right before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, happened. I was in Vegas for the first time at the Venetian, 
And uh, I, you know, so I was having dreams, dreams of uh, going and putting a thousand dollars on roulette on black. And so I get there and immediately my thousand dollars turns to two on when I hit in roulette on black. I switch it over to red, it hits. I switch it over to black, it hits. I've turned at this point 1,000 into 4,000. I leave to go play craps. I, I play craps for, you know, a couple hours with some some hilarious guys, you know, in a sailor hat and a cowboy hat, you know, with the SAP conference. Um, you know, I, I forget the name of that conference, but it's in Vegas every year. And um, and by the end of craps, I'm up eight grand. And then I walk right back over to the roulette table and double my eight grand immediately. I've gone at this point from one grand to 16 grand. I cash out and walk away. And as I'm leaving the casino, I see the Audemars Piguet store. And, you know, I love watches. I collect watches. And I ask the guy there, hey, I have to know what do these start at? And he says 32. You know, any other number. I would have been like, you know, oh, I, you know, I'll walk away or, or whatever. But 16 doubled 32. I leave with my 16 grand in cash and I'm walking out of there and I'm just starting to think about this Audemars Piguet. And so, you know, about like an hour later, I'm over at Caesars and I, I slap down my 16 grand on the table and say, black. And you know what happens next you know i i lose the money i end down 1k for the night it was a wild ride but you know that's what they want you to do they want you to keep risking because you know over a larger and larger sample size they are you know guaranteed to make money over an infinite sample size you know the expected value is always in their favor um the expected outcome um, so, so yeah, that's, I kind of stopped gambling and, um, and now I just like to have fun when I'm in Vegas. Yeah. That's like, damn. So yeah. So I guess, I guess, uh, a little, a little note to self. I mean, if, if you're up, just, uh, don't go to roulette maybe. I don't know. Crap. I mean, I remember because well, I, cause I <laughs> just went stop while you're ahead. It's what nobody does. Nobody yeah. stops while they're ahead. <laughs> Literally. And I mean, cause I remember when I went to, to Vegas and, my dad, and he would always tell me, he was like, you know, craps is the, the best odds in gambling, best odds in Vegas, yada, yada. And that's really how you make your money in Vegas. I mean, I went to the craps table and, you know, I, I really didn't understand the game fully. I understand it to a certain extent, you know, hate sevens, essentially. But uh, other than that, I mean, I feel like, you know, craps is really the way to go. And I mean, roulette is fun because I feel like the cool thing about roulette is, that instant gratification that you want it's like okay you're putting that ten dollars down you know if you're gonna win or not but that's more that's gambling but i feel like craps almost i mean that's how you made your money right i feel like my i mean people have told me that multiple times that that's like the best odds in gambling and i mean you know i i believe if you go to vegas that's the way to go right what what do you think i mean you made a lot of money and you lost a lot of money so if you were to make the money and keep it what would you say is I mean, I, I love craps. Um, it's a good game, and everyone's working together, unlike blackjack, where if you hit, you end up uh, messing everyone else up. If you hit when you're not supposed to or stay when you're not supposed to, you can end up messing people up. 
um, and they could, you know, resent you at the table. Whereas, you know, you're just rolling, rolling the dice and uh, everyone's kind of like rooting for you. Everyone's working together at the craps table. But, you know, what I'm into uh, is very unlike gambling and also very much like gambling. Um, I love trading. And, you know, unlike gambling, in trading, there's a dynamic winning and losing. And so people rarely think about this and people rarely, you know, um, correlate the, uh, you know, the, the winning of blackjack or the winning in, in roulette, which is, uh, you know, guaranteed win or loss uh, as opposed to, you know, a very dynamic win or loss over time that you can take out at $5 profit, $10 or 20 or, you know, it's not two outcomes it's any number of outcomes in trading which is you know makes it easier and uh makes it harder in in some respects gives you yeah i think i has you know much more of a skill factor in that in that regard yeah do you think so i mean obviously you've you know been to vegas and and more so you've you've really understood the market and in, in your sense do you think I guess because you talk about your friend counting cards, so that's a sort of manipulation, but that's so, I mean, it's frowned upon, and and so you could look at it as frowned upon, it's hard, there's so many different aspects to it, so I guess as a whole, if you look at the market as, you know, either foreign exchange, stock market, however you want to put it in perspective, as opposed to like, say, gambling in the Vegas perspective, how do you see, you know, manipulation or what do you think would be easier to like manipulate the market and be like, hey, like I can make money. This is a calculated risk instead of like you were saying, right. I'm throwing 10K on black. Like, you know what I'm getting at? Right. So, so yeah, you know, in both circumstances, there is no manipulation, you know, and in the market, we are a swarm and, you know, we're all chasing opportunity. There's no, you know, just like a swarm of birds flying around in the sky, no one bird is the leader. They'll change directions and another bird will be the leader. You know, the market, no one person controls the price. We're, you know, there are tons of whales out there that can move the price, but nobody controls the price. We all act and, uh, you know, act independently and want to, you know, capitalize on whatever opportunity we see in front of us. So it's not about, and, and same thing with cards. It's only about uh, knowing when the odds are on your side and then capitalizing on those odds. You know, gambling um, and, you know, there's so many, so many parallels between gambling and trading. You know, they're both inherently random. And there's no getting around the randomness and the uncertainty in each of these, in each of these, uh, you know, fields. And you know, when you're gambling or and when you're trading. But what you can do is know when the odds are on your side, and ca and and make larger or smaller bets depending on those odds. Yeah. Towards. And and towards yeah, I, I, and sorry, I I know we're glitching, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll just. Just kind of like going off that, do you think like, so? I mean, obviously you should have different streams of income, but do you think either, like, do you think one betting two investing either way, or maybe like there's one in both, like, do you think those are actual careers? Like, can someone 
do that full time and live off that either betting and or like trading? Like, do you think that's a, a like a something that someone could like yeah. live and provide their family off of? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. But what you need to understand is that the like you need to really understand the nature of these of these fields. And if you're going to get into them, you need to be ready for uh, losses. You need to be ready for the uncertainty. You need to be able to handle, you know, losing streaks and winning streaks without get, letting them get to your head. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember like it was a couple of years ago, you know, there's, there's plenty of people out there who, who hit, hit big bets, know when the odds are in their favor and, you know, take outsized bets when the odds are in their favor. And then, you know, it ends up really paying off for them and they can do it consistently. You know, you have pro poker players and pro gamblers and you've got obviously pro traders all, all over. Um, and both of these things, you know, they can be mastered, but you need to understand the, the kind of deeper mechanics of these of these you know institutions where there is inherently risk and it's all about your risk management um and it's all about you know betting you know betting more when you know the odds are in your favor and and having a strategy to know when those odds are in your favor i remember i i met uh you know, some some guy on the boardwalk in New Jersey, and uh, this was in uh, in Point Pleasant, and you know, pulls up in a brand new McLaren, and we're asking him what he does. He's like, "Oh, I just bet horses. I provide for my family. I provided for my family for twenty years just betting horses." You know, um, so for sure it's possible. It's and but you know, it is a risk, and you're more you're more prone to the to the uncertainty as opposed to, you know, something like a dentist where, you know, there's always demand for that. And, you know, you have a skill that is less uh, prone to uncertainty. So, you know, you just have to realize what kind of risks you're taking and be smart with your risk taking. And that takes a lot of practice and, and a lot of understanding of the mechanics of the industry. No, that was really cool. Just talk about that. Cause I feel like a lot of people are curious about that, especially with I mean, the whole Robin Hood stuff. So, you know, all these kids that are turning 18, getting into stocks at such a young age, and then, you know, gambling becoming legal everywhere. So everyone gambling with DraftKings and all that. So, you know, I think it's something people are really genuinely interested in. And, you know, something, I guess, you know, since since we've had the opportunity to go to Vegas and do stuff like that, that we've been able to experience um, during the pandemic that some people not might not have been able to because, you know, we took the right precautions and uh, we're very, you know, socially distant as well. But, um, you know, it's great to share those experiences, but um, like learning along the way as well. So if we're like, say I've always something that, said, you know, yeah, go ahead. I've always said on this, on the student and the teacher, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to be a lifelong student and I will never stop learning. But also, you know, I have so much, uh, you know, understanding of the world so far that I would love to share. And if I can give anybody, um, you know, a little bit of a better insight into how, you know, anything, any industry, any, any aspect of the world works, then I'll be doing my job on this podcast. Definitely. And, uh, after this episode airs in the link, we're actually going to be having a discord that you guys can join. So if you have any comments or if you want to just talk to us directly, you can just join that discord. 
or if like say something we say that you think hey maybe you're smarter than us you know message us in there and be like hey you were wrong here like feel free to join that and you know say what you guys want we'll be you know talking in there before we drop episodes and stuff too with just you know links of articles and stuff we see so be sure to uh to to join all that as well that's that's just something new that that we're dropping here soon after this episode airs so be sure to do that if you follow either of our instagram at aniquin i-n-i-q-u-i-n or pivot studios p-i-v-i-t studios on instagram we'll be posting all that information on there as well but like seriously you know i i hope you guys are enjoying this you know we're learning along the way we're just talking talking random shit here so you know we're pivoting in a lot of directions so thanks so much yeah, um, this is uh, wrapping up from uh, Denver, Colorado right now, actually, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um, wrapping up episode two. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, this is Bennett Chamberlain signing off and my co-host. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. And uh, yeah, you guys need any marketing? Hit up Bennett. You need any podcast? Hit up me. Links in the bio. So thanks so much, guys. <laughs>